So a couple of weeks ago in our worship service, we talked about the identity crisis that seems to be a part of what's going on in our world. People wanting to know where they fit in this life, who they are, and God's word certainly gives us the answers. Tonight's question seems pretty simple as you look at it on the surface. Am I unloved or loved, right? I mean, it seems simple to answer until, well, until you actually think about it a little bit and then maybe it doesn't seem quite so easy. When I was in school, there were nine planets in the solar system. I had to memorize them. Maybe some of you did too. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Yes, since 1930, Pluto was one of the nine planets in the solar system. That all changed in 2006. The IAU, yes, the International Astronomical Union, Wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall in one of their meetings? They sat down to meet to discuss whether Pluto really should be a planet or not. Do you know that they came up with their conclusion that Pluto was no longer a planet? Does anybody know what it's actually called now? It is a dwarf planet. A dwarf planet. No longer included in the nine planets of the solar system. A Christian author named Max Lucado writes a book called John 3.16, The Words of Hope. And in that book, he uses that concept of being downgraded, like the planet was, to call something being Plutoed. I kind of like that expression. Because whether we know it or not, we all know what it's like to be Plutoed. Maybe it's something like being passed over for a job. Maybe it's not having a date for the prom. Maybe it's missing out on some scholarships or failing a test. Whatever it is, rejection is just the same as being downgraded from a planet to a dwarf planet. And it's then, when things like that happen, when rejection happens in our lives, that the idea of being loved or unloved rears its ugly head. So tonight... Instead of thinking of how we feel in those moments, we're going to go back to the facts. The facts that God presents in his word to remind ourselves that yes, we are loved beyond question and without doubt. Take a look with me at Romans chapter 8 verses 35 to 39 tonight. Here's what the Apostle Paul writes, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord." Those are some amazing words, aren't they? And here's the thing. If those were the only words in Romans chapter 8, if those were the only verses that Romans 8 had to provide, it would be worth reading those words over and over and over again. 
but I'm guessing that some of you have read the entire chapter, and if you haven't, I strongly encourage you to make it a part of your reading often. Romans chapter 8 is one of those sections in the Bible that we should probably wear out in our Bibles because the promises that God gives there are truly amazing. The entire chapter begins by reminding us that there's no punishment, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It reminds us that we're adopted into God's family, that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us when we pray with groans that words cannot express. That in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. That if God is for us, there is nothing that can stand against us. And that he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. That's where we pick it up today in Romans chapter 8. And why do we need to hear those words? Because being Plutoed, being unloved is something we experience far more often than we would care to admit. Isn't it one of Satan's biggest lies? Isn't it one of Satan's greatest temptations to try and convince you and me that there's no way that God could ever love us? And since God could never love us, neither should anybody else? Isn't that the very lie that Satan came to the Garden of Eden with? As Adam and Eve looked at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they thought, what is God keeping from us? Why is God not allowing us to eat from this tree? Maybe, maybe he doesn't love us as much as we thought. Satan still brings that lie today, doesn't he? There are relationships in this world in which we can experience love, but because of the sin that Adam and Eve were led into, every human love, every love that we experience in this world is tarnished. It can never live up to the love that only God can bring. And here's what's really sad. Ever since Adam and Eve fell into sin, we're wired. We're wired to accept that we don't measure up to God's holy will. We look at ourselves and we rightly conclude that we haven't done what God says. We haven't given God any reason to love us and we have the goods to back up that assessment. It's at these times that Romans 8 and the verses before us today and other promises like them in God's word are so important for us to come back to because they are facts and everything else is just feelings. And facts are so much more reliable than the way I feel. I know it's not easy. It's not easy because when life kicks us in the teeth, when we feel rejected, when we feel pushed down, it's hard to remember that we're loved. It's hard to remember those promises of God. I think the Apostle Paul summarizes it well in the verses, doesn't he? He, he put it this way, we are like sheep led to a slaughter. We face death for your sake all day long, he says. That's the troubles that we face in this world. That's the relationships that don't always work out the way that we want them to. It's the love that we experience that, isn't, that doesn't measure up to God's love, that isn't a perfect love. But did you notice what the apostle said next? We are more than conquerors. More than conquerors. Conqueror means you win. Conqueror means you finish on top. How can you be more than conquerors? Well, there's only one way. Through him who loved 
us. That's how you know you're loved. Because God says so. Because God loves you with a perfect love. God loves you with a love that's so deep that, yes, he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. That's what leads the Apostle Paul to say, I'm convinced. With conviction, Paul can say, nothing can separate me from the love of God. With absolute certainty, take to the bank certainty, Paul says, nothing, neither death nor life, Angels or demons, the present or the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth or anything else in all creation can take us away from the love of God. That list that the Apostle Paul gives isn't meant to be an exhaustive list, but you look at all of those things that he lays out there and certainly it demonstrates the power of the love that God has for each one of us. If you know a little bit of Greek, you know that there are different words in Greek for love. And the one that appears here in Romans chapter 8 is God's love, God's kind of love called agape love. It's love that's unconditional. It's love that gives without expecting anything in return. It's love that sent Jesus to die for us and to rise again. And it's that love that God wants you and me to hold on to in the midst of those times when we feel as if maybe we aren't loved. To remember those words of God that say, that say to us, you are loved. You are loved today, you're loved tomorrow, and you are loved forever. I want you to practice this tonight. I took that last part of verse 39 and just summarized everything that Paul put in there with the word nothing. Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Here's what I'd like you to take, oh, 30 seconds to do tonight, maybe a minute. I just want you to fill in the blank. I want you to think about something in your life. It can be past or present. Maybe something you're worried about in the future that is causing you some trouble that you might think, this isn't going to go as well as I thought. Or maybe you wonder if you're not as loved as you think. I want you to put it in that blank, in your head, and just read the rest of the sentence. Go ahead. Every day you can do that. Every day you can take whatever it is that makes you feel as if you're losing and put it in the hands of the one who says nothing. Nothing can separate you. Not a botched homework assignment or a failed test. Not a broken relationship. Not a sin that keeps rearing its ugly head in your life. Nothing. Not one thing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord couple of quick takeaways from our message tonight. Number one, don't believe the lie that the devil peddles. You are loved. God says so. Loved with an everlasting love. Loved before we could do anything about it. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And number two, when you are feeling unloved, remember these words, nothing, nothing will separate us from God's love in Jesus. Not one thing. Nothing that this world can throw at you can change what Jesus has already accomplished. Nothing the devil tries to bring to you, no lie that he tries to trip you with, can undo what Jesus has already done. 
You belong to God, and you are loved by him. It's kind of refreshing to hear something like that, isn't it? Especially in the day and age in which we live. It seems like every day, somebody new is being canceled, right? You know these two, right? Ellen, right? The darling of daytime television, Ellen DeGeneres, for so long. And then stories started coming out about how she was abusive to her staff, and she was suddenly no longer everybody's favorite. Do you know who the other one is? Do you know the author? J.K. Rowling. Same thing, right? One tweet that she put out and people were instantly canceling her, saying that she didn't understand that she was saying she was way off base. It only takes one, right? One comment, one interview, one post on social media and people might say you're no longer worth it. You're no longer loved. Is that how God feels? Might we be dwarfed? Might we be diminished or dismissed or downgraded? Not with our Heavenly Father. He reminds us of His love, that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord because God so loved you that He gave His one and only Son. Loved or unloved? No question. You are loved. Wow. Amen. Any prayer requests that anybody have uh, that would like to offer this evening for our prayer? Got to remember to have you, you can write those down before the service if you want and we can include them uh, in our prayers. But Okay, let's pray. Lord Jesus, the reminders that you give us in your word of how deep you love us, that you have lavished love on us so deep that we are called children of our heavenly Father. We truly marvel at the deep love that you have for us. We know, Lord, that in a world which so often cancels love for others, that is angry and, and upset with so many things, we have the one constant that is necessary, the one thing that's needful, and that's the love of, a, of you, our Heavenly Father. Love that sent Jesus to this world to, to suffer for us, to die for us, and to rise again, to guarantee our place with you in heaven. When those ugly days come, Lord, when we feel unloved in this world, hold before our eyes that, those words that nothing can separate us from your love. Remind us that that love is greater than anything in this world and then lead us to the home that we have with you forever. We pray these things in our Savior Jesus' name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.